Mark's gospel reports the story of Jesus' baptism with some irony. The one on whom the Spirit descends is himself the one who will baptize others with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, and with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, So three years ago, as I was preparing to preach on today's text from Mark, I watched in horror as a violent mob broke into our nation's Capitol building, disrupting our legislators' constitutionally mandated work, threatening their lives, and trying to overturn the democratic processes we hold dear as U.S. citizens. My mouth filled with bile when I saw these insurgents waving flags and holding signs claiming Jesus as justification for and in support of their attempted coup. No, that is heresy. It is profaning the divine. Jesus tells us in each of our three synoptic gospels to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And it is own unjust arrest, all four Gospels give an account of Jesus saying to put down the swords. No blood needed to be shed. January 6th is now a day of grief and pain for us in our earthly citizenship. Yet in our Christian faith, January 6th remains a day of epiphany, a feast day in which we celebrate the Magi's arrival to pay homage before Jesus, who by the time they get to him is a toddler. It's a story unique to Matthew, a feast in which we celebrate how one group of outsiders traveled some 1,200 plus miles by foot to submit at the crib of a child born to another group of outsiders under foreign occupation. The Magi risked their lives to find Jesus and pay homage to him as king of the Jewish people, to recognize his godly authority on earth, even though they themselves were not Jewish. They did this in a foreign land, occupied by different foreigners, a violent empire, likely the enemies of their own diminished empire. And then they returned home by secret roads to avoid the wrath of the foreign empire's vassal king. Because Herod, in his insecurity and jealous anger, put out a hit on a child. And to ensure he got his intended target, he ordered the death of all the babies, two years and younger. The child's family, the holy family, had to flee to yet another foreign land and live as refugees, strangers in a strange land. 
because that had to be better than the violence of home, right? Epiphany is a joyous day in the church. We celebrate the Magi following Jesus as star and commit ourselves again to following Jesus, our light in darkness, stormy weather, fog, and all manner of conditions and times requiring divine illumination. Now, those of you with children, think back to their birth. Think about all the changes that squishy, floppy, fussy infant was about to inflict upon your life. Think about all the hopes and dreams you had for them, the future you imagined for them in the world that they clearly had no intention of fulfilling for you because that is the nature of humanity. But think about those hopes and those dreams. Baby Jesus was a threat to the earthly powers like Herod and the Jerusalem elite because he was the promised hope of a people long oppressed. Jesus was a threat to earthly powers and the Jerusalem elite because he came proclaiming the reign of God, the value and dignity of every person created in the divine's image and holding the powerful accountable for their mistreatment of the poor. Mistreatment, which is a denial of God's image in us all. John the baptizer called to the people to repent of their sins and be baptized. He proclaimed that one more powerful than him was coming. I baptize you with water, said John, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the days when John was baptizing in the river Jordan, Jesus, the one with nothing to repent, the one whose sandal John was unworthy to untie, came from Nazareth to be baptized by John. As he came up from the water, the heavens ripped apart. The spirit descended upon him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. While lacking in some of the same overt special effects, when each of us was baptized, our old sinful selves were drowned so that when we emerged from our watery graves, the heavens ripped open, the spirit dive-bombed us, and God claimed us as beloved children, members of the body of Christ. In our baptisms, our parents and sponsors were entrusted with these responsibilities, and you can check page 228 of your ELW if you don't believe me. To live among us, to live with us among God's faithful people. Bring us to the word of God and the Holy Supper. Teach us the Lord's Prayer, the creeds, and the Ten Commandments. Place in our hands the Holy Scriptures. And nurture us in faith and prayer so that we learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God has made, and work for justice and peace. They promise to help us grow in the Christian faith and life. When we affirm our baptisms, either through the individual rite of confirmation or corporately as a community of believers, we profess our faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. We renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God. We renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God. We renounce the ways of sin that draw us away from God. And we assume responsibility for continuing in the covenant God made with us in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, 
to proclaim the good news of God and Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. And the promises made for us in baptism that we affirm for ourselves, we give over our lives, our very beings, to follow God, to be disciples of Jesus. The promises we make in presenting someone for baptism or in affirming our baptisms are of the highest order. For we are sealed with the cross of Christ forever, joined with him in baptism, joined with him in life and death, joined with him in resurrection and new life everlasting. No vow we take or oath we swear or allegiance we pledge will ever be of greater importance. In my own times of despair, my favorite psalm to pray is the 22nd. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is a lengthy psalm expressing the feeling that God has abandoned one, but also remembering that even when one feels the absence of God, God is faithful and worthy to be worshipped and praised. All the ends of the earth shall remember and return to the Lord. glued to my screen on January 6th, Epiphany 2021, watching the violence and hearing the hate of people following a false star while carrying signs claiming to be following Jesus, carrying crosses, I despaired and imagined God saying, my people, my people, why have you forsaken me? All the ends of the earth, why have you forgotten and turned from me? As people of God, followers of Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, we must renounce violence and terrorism. We must renounce the actions of those who claim Jesus but act in opposition to justice, peace, and love of neighbor. We must renounce systemic sins like racism, drawing us away from God's infinitely diverse image in which all people are created. We live in a world of broken promises, and false idols. But joined with Jesus in the waters of baptism across time and place, we are called beloved and sent into this hurting world to live into the Spirit's everlasting promises of new life, living into the promises of the fought, serving all people, striving for justice and peace in all the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.